0: Great to see you. Thanks for joining us. You've just signed a, a, a new two-year deal at Wigan Athletic. So you're clearly enjoying yourself. You're settled at the football club.
1: Yeah, it's a great club. You know, it's so local to me as well. It's ideal. But the club itself is is you know a pleasure to play at. Um, I've been captain there for last season. So it's it's not being the same year without these fans and things. So we can't wait to get everyone back in. I'm sure that's the same, you know, the trophies and everything at Everton. But you know, it's it's a it's a good club that, you know, I'm privileged to be at.
0: How does that work, Captain? Are you enjoying that?
1: I'm loving it, yeah. You know, it, it just came about where, you know, the the captain's R Band was on, on my face before the game and the manager just pulled me aside and went, I want you to start leading the team and be captain. So you know, I've took it with both hands and, and you know, really enjoyed that side of football because um, I've not had it before. You know, I think the last time I was captain was in the Milk Cup for Everton Youth Team <laughs> under Mick O'Brien. Um, so it's been, it's been a long wait between the two games. But, um, you know, it, it's really a, a pleasure and honour to, to Captain Wigan Athletic. And, you know, the, the lads real look up to me and, and I help
0: them as much as they can, which, you know, is obviously key as well. I would imagine, Jamie, there's very much a feeling that we're going to athletic that the club is is poised to, to push on now. Last season, I suppose, was about stability. This season, a few new faces you can really push on. Yeah, that's the that's the goal. Um, we've got out to
1: administration, which was key, which was vital. And um, we got out to that a few months back now. So it was all about um, survival last year. You know, we did it with a game despair, which was massive, which you know. We were in a real tough situation uh, going into the season with only nine pros, you know, bringing the academy up to, to start games when maybe he wasn't ready. Um, we always knew it was a tough season, but moving on now from that, uh, we're making some real good signings in this window. Um, the managers signed a nice long contract, so the is there for the football club. All the players are signing, you know, two and three year contracts. So, it's, um, it's a club now where it's got stability. It's got um, everything going in the right direction. So it, there's only one place we're looking this season, and that's for
0: promotion. Captain of Wigan Athletic approaching nearly 400 career appearances as a professional. Did you think you'd reach anywhere near that figure when you were released by Everton all those years ago? I
1: didn't, know. Um The goal when I got released was just, you know, trying my best to, to make a living out of the game and, um, you know, I got an opportunity. You know, straight away at Leighton Orient. Um, I stand there. You know, a few weeks after getting released by Everton, and moved down to London as a young 19 year old boy. Um, and quickly became, you know, an older boy or a man, if you like. Um, you know, from from living at my mum and dad at the time, going down there to to you know, cooking me own, washing it, it real turns a corner, and then uh, to get. You know the games after six months being there um, was was brilliant. You know it real made me. You know the man who I am today and the experience I've got now playing four hundred games at my age is, is great. And you know just hope hopefully bring that to the team next year. And it it always uh, it's always good to play this games and make it clear up the game.
0: What was it like when you were told you were being released? Do you remember what David Moyes actually said to you, Jim?
1: He, said, he just said, listen, you, you're such an, uh, a good working professional, um, but unfortunately, it's just we're not going to offer you a year. Um, we have got other goalies at, at, at the club that uh, he thought were ahead of me, uh, i.e. John Ruddy Annie and Ian Turner, um, which I disagreed with at the time because in, in, in the, the 12 months I was there as a professional work in a finish farm, I thought I was on par, if not ahead of, of the pair of them. Um, it wasn't meant to be, and you know, I, you know, obviously thank uh, Taff and uh, Moise at the time f- f- for all their time and efforts they put into me for that year, and especially Chris Woods. Chris Woods was massive for me. You know, the things I learned that one season uh, with him and Tim, I was phenomenal. You know, I still take their training things into you know my day to day basis things, and you know, it's real helped me to to make me the goalie I am today.
0: Did you feel that you personally had done? all you could or did you leave with a few regrets did you think maybe I'd have done this differently or were you quite happy that you'd done everything that you could
1: I think I trained you know as well as I could um fitness wise and everything like that was always there uh I it was a crucial time round about Christmas I got injured training with Chris, just me and Chris Woods alone and um, he's hit a shot it hit the post and it's broke it's broke my knuckle cracked my knuckle in half so I think that was that was a big turning point in in what could have could have been or could have not have been. But um, you no, know, I did everything. I got back fit, you know, quicker than uh, the you know the knuckle repair. Brilliant with the operation, I got back quicker than they thought. And then pushed on again for the last month of the season. Played some good uh, reserves games. That's where obviously late in the I've noticed me playing in them games. And I still think I did enough um to stay at the club, but. You know, it wasn't meant to be. And, and better things, you know, did come, obviously, because I went on to Lake Norenton and played football, professional men's football, very quickly.
0: I used to watch a lot of training sessions at, at, at Fringe Farm, out of Belfield, and one thing that struck out was that, that Chris Woods hit the ball so well, didn't he? I mean, he was a goalkeeper, obviously, a top goalkeeper, but my word, he could hit the ball. Yeah, he, you know, his service was, you know, phenomenal.
1: Um, you know, we're working on this this drill where, you know, we're pushing into the post and he's hit the post and it's cracked back off the post hit my knuckle and all of them things where you just get up and lucky enough, you know, the physio bass was running around the back of the goal with uh, Osman at the time. So, you know, he's there straight away and just said, it doesn't look good. Um, Got me down and I think I was in the hospital getting operators on within six hours, which was phenomenal, which was massive for me because at the time the hand surgeon was worried. You know, he he said it could... um, potentially you know ruin your career or put, put your career to, at risk but you know we, we got in there straight away obviously the, the treatments down there Finch farm and, and the medical things are you know the best in the country so you know thankful for that it, it was a good thing and I'm still playing to this day.
0: But, uh, you have many games with Tim Howard you mentioned it before did he speak to you much? He, he
1: was brilliant he was absolutely brilliant Tim and um, you know we I didn't speak too much around the building, um, you know, in the changing rooms and things because we we had our reserves for changing rooms, but regarding the training the pitch, he always gave me his time and, and, and his thoughts, you know, improved for me as a goalkeeper I, and he did the same for, for John and Ian at the time because they were still uh, young keepers at the time. I think I was 19, I think they were in the early 20s. John was, John was just coming into the game because um, he didn't you know, we started off quite late, um, John Ruddy. so, you know, we was giving him his advice, giving me the same things and we were all listening because when you've got a, a goalkeeper like Tim Howard with his resume and things, you know, you do nothing but listen and, and you take it all on board and, and you take everything you can and, and learn from it and, you know, the, even the little things, just watching him, you know, watching him train, watching him, the certain things he does was was, was massive and, you know, that that helped me as a goalkeeper and I think that one year was the most I've ever learned in goalkeeping from, from, you know, to this day.
0: How challenging was it for you, Jamie, when you first went down to Leighton Orient? At the time, they were in League One, which is a tough environment for any teenage footballer, but I would imagine it's a very, very tough environment for a teenage goalkeeper.
1: The manager was brilliant. You know, he was keen to get me on board. I think the first few sessions, they realised, you know, know, we've got a good goalkeeper here, so, you know, they got me in there and I think I signed a new contract within six months as well. So, you know, the belief was there that, that they believed in me. Um, so that gave me the confidence then to grow, to go into the games and, and think, you know, these real back me. Um, I, I just got to show that back. And, you know, the first season, I think I did that. We said, we, you know, we, we were struggling. The manager got sacked. You know, and Dean Smith, now obviously at Aston Villa, and Emma Martin Ling went. Um, and then Kevin Nugent gave me the chance straight away, his first game, me straight in. And we stayed up comfortably at the end of it. So it was, you know, it was a turning point where they all looked at me and thought, you know, it's your time. And um, I grew real quick. It, you know, it, it, I was, you know, a young, naive, you know, like going down there, but um, I grew very quick. And, and and the lads as well were, were brilliant with me, you know, taking, taking all that pressure off and just telling me, you know, Go and do your thing. There's no nerves about it. Relegation fights and all this, and you know it. Real, stand me in good stead.
0: Get a few opposition centre forwards testing you out a little bit.
1: You know what? I, I can't remember many of them. You know, you just you go into games. Peterberg, you know, Mikel Smith and, and, and McLean and things, and you just know these two score forty goals between them. <laughs> but I, but I think as a, as a young lad, um, you're fearless. You know, you, you go into games fearless. You don't have that. You'd you have the pre-match nerves, of course. But as soon as that whistle goes, as soon as you're over that white line, I think it all goes. Um, as the older I've got, it's got a bit more difference. It's more, you know, experience trying to help others, um, things like that. But at that time, I think it was more, you know, the nerves have gone and just, just do what I've learned in the last, you know, 13 years at Everton.
0: How important was it for you at Leighton Orient to, to prove to yourself that you had what it takes to become a professional footballer?
1: It was massive because getting let go was a big thing by Everton. You know, being at Everton from the age of seven to 19, um, getting let go then was real disappointing. Um, I didn't see an end to it because I was doing so well in training. thought I had the potential to get another contract, maybe go on loan and, and, and let me trade that way. Um, so it was a matter of you know, you got to do everything right here. you got to put your head down and, and train really hard and, and be the best you can. Um, I had a great pedigree working so long with Kevin O'Brien, uh, you know, for 12 years. And then obviously Chris Woods for the one year. The pedigree was there, the training was there. I just had to go in and, and put it into games. Um, and thankfully enough, you know, they thought I did that and I think I did that when they kept me in goal, obviously. And, and the contracts were there each year.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Kevin O'Brien there. He's what you call a proper football man. He, he knows football at every level. He's a, he's a non-league legend, as you know, in, in this part of the world. But he knows the game inside out. He knows the goalkeeper position inside out, doesn't he?
1: You know, I learned so much from him, you know, growing up. You know, every, every day-to-day thing now, you know, was all because of him. You know, I'm, I'm living, you know, the, the dream, being a footballer because of Kevin. You know, and I, I can't thank him enough. And, you know, all the hard work, the, you know, the colds. Winter nights, you know, after six starts after school and things like that. He, he was always there pushing us, working us and making us better people, making us better kids, making us better goalkeepers. and You know, you know, people like that, you know, deserve all the credit in the world for, for giving me a platform to go, go and do what I love doing.
0: Did I read somewhere, Jonah Gamer mentioned before that you might have got buffeted by a centre-forward? Did I read somewhere that someone ran out of the crowd and had a pop at you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's on YouTube, that's funny enough. Yeah, we were at Swindon there, uh, Lake Orleans. We were 3-1 up going for the, the League One title. Um, and I, I mean, we were 3-1 up. I have went in the goal to get me a little water because they've got a follow And they, they give me a bit of stick. I, want, and I, I just look and shake my head and start laughing, not on, not on giving back. And next thing, uh, as I turn around, i someone's in the jinx, someone's in my face, trying uh, to trying swing at me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a crazy one, but we, as we said then, we were 3-1 up, so the referees pulled me aside, me and the captain of the time, Nathan Clark, and said, what do you want to do? It was about an hour in, 62 minutes in, 63 minutes in. What do you want to do? Do you want to postpone the game? Or do you want to carry on? And we were 3-1 up, mate, he's not hit me. You know, lucky enough, I've just blocked him a while he's not hit me. I said, I'm quite carrying on, we're 3-1 up, going for the promotion here. <laughs> um, so the, the policemen at the end of the game, they were great. Um you know, he was so happy I didn't retaliate, really, because if, if, if that was the case, if I kicked and whipped him up, hit, tried to hit him hit him back, it would, it would have been you know a lot worse. Um, you know, if it did the same as he's as not hit me, I defended myself and backed off. And the stewards, you know, were quick to react and done it well. So if it happens again, you have to do the same. You've got to be professional. You can't just be uh, lashing out at an angry drunken man who's a bit gutted that as uh, as teams three ones down.
0: <laughs> he clearly didn't do his research either if you're going to attack someone don't pick someone who's six foot two from Kirby <laughs> you know, that's, that's the best for him what about the future looking further ahead have you, have you thought about coaching
1: you know it's something that I've got real passion about it's something that I've learned so much of so many coaches over the last you know being in the professional game the last 13 years and then the, you know the first 12 years with Kevin you know it's something that I love doing I love improving people even the likes last, last season you know we we because we we're in an admin and didn't have, we only had two goalkeepers. The young lads were coming up, training with us and, you know, helping them out, giving them advice, giving them little tips, you know, it, it makes me happy and it, and it makes, you know, they respect it, they listen and, and then when they take it on board and do that thing, you know, it puts a smile on your face. So it's something that, you know, I am keen on doing and I think, you know, with, with the right, you know, coaching that behind me, with the right um, motivation, which, which I can find easily, you know, it's going to be a pleasure.
0: You've done ever so well, as you say, approaching 400 career appearances. You've had a great professional career. And from speaking to you, Jamie, it's clearly obvious to me that your Everton Academy upbringing has shaped you as a as a keeper and as a person as well.
1: It has, yeah. You know, it, it always will. You know, the people at Everton were fantastic. You know, everything's so professional. Um, you know, it's down to so many years training with them. So, so many hours brought in, you know, Bringing me in, training me, working me out, even, the you know, the bad times I had when I broke my leg. I was in with Richie Porter and, and, and you know, one-to-one, one-to-one treatment and, and training was phenomenal. And you just, you know, get that respect for people that, you know, if they give you that respect, you've got to give them that back. It's it's the same with all life, you know, obviously my family, I've got a big part of that. You know, my upbringing was, you know, brilliant and things like that and I just can't thank my family and, and all the people that give me the time at Everton enough
0: When you come off the pitch at the end of the game you're in the dressing room is Everton the first result you want to know about? It is
1: yeah when, when we play at the same time I know it's not often we play at the same time with all the Sky television games and things but it's the first Premier League game of luck they're on my favourite on my Sky Sports app so it comes up before I even have to click on it <laughs> and you know obviously being a a life sport that I've ever, you know, I, I go as much as the games as I can. Obviously it's been tough the last year, it's been horrendous for all all us fans because you know I want to go the game just as much as everyone else. Um but you know when we turn that corner, you know, hopefully start of the season we'll all we'll be back there and on cheering and everything on like we deserve.
0: When you actually go to the games, do you spend more time watching Jordan Pickford? You pay more attention to the to the goalkeeper than you do to the, the rest of the players.
1: Yeah, I love Pickford. I was with him at Preston. You know, he's the one that
0: sometimes gets me the
1: tickets. You know, I was at the Derby um, a couple of seasons ago, you know, thanks to Jordan and things like that. And He's a keeper that I learned from when I was at Preston, even though he was younger than me. Uh, You know, you you don't take that for granted. You don't think, oh, because he's younger, I'm not going to learn. He's came from, you know, a club in Sunderland. Different to Everton, different traits, different learning techniques, so... Um, you know took everything that he done you know just, just watch him side and, and and learn things from him that you know it is brilliant. We I always knew he was going to be a, a top quality keeper and when we signed him at Everton, you know, first person text, you know, saying what, well, you know, you're at my club now, you know, going to go and do Jordan Pickford because um, you know, he's a great lad and he's a great goalkeeper.
0: He was on loan at Preston, as you say, from Sunderland did you did you really think that he would go on to be England's number one and, and have such a, a fantastic career?
1: I didn't think it would be England's number one so quickly. I knew he had the potential to be a top quality um, Premier League goalkeeper. It was at the time he went back to Sunderland and I knew he, he was going to play the next season for Sunderland in the Premier League. Um, and then at the time, obviously you look at the England goalkeepers, you know, Joe Hart and things were dying out and, and heating and things like that. And, it was time for someone to come through, and um, you know we ever put that price tag on him, um, which was pressure to Jordan, I'm sure it was, and you know he t- took it with both fans and had a great first season. Um, and then that's when obviously the England mates c- came and thought, you know, this is where we're going, uh, going into the the World Cup or the Euros of you know wait a few years now. We weren't sure who was going to play and, and Southgate giving the nod straight away, and you know. As, as England you know we had that the great you know stage and, and the groups and the last 16 of things and people really started to believe them, not just the Everton fans but the rest of the country and, and that's what he deserves because he is a top quality goalkeeper
0: Jamie it's fantastic to see you I'm so pleased that you've had a, a wonderful career and thanks for your time
1: today no cheers, Dan appreciate it thank you very much